The 59th Minute FPL Podcast is brought to you by Bet365, the world's favourite betting company. Did you know you can create personalised bets? So if you fancy Liverpool to beat West Ham and Henderson to get on the score sheet again, Bet365's Bet Builder lets you create personalised bets and calculate the odds for any football match right there in your hands. Bet365 is the world's favourite online sport betting company. The app can be downloaded from Google Play and Apple App Store. Over 18s only. Please gamble responsibly. Hi folks, welcome to another episode of the 59th Minute FPL Podcast. I'm the FPL General, recording on Tuesday the 28th of January. Unfortunately, Double Gaming 24 is not yet complete. We still have to sit through West Ham, Liverpool on Wednesday night. For people like me who triple captained Sadio Mane, it's going to be it's going to be another painful 90 minutes, it sounds like. We also have a couple of EFL Cup semi-finals to go this week, Tuesday night and Wednesday night, which is going to have a knock-on effect uh, for FPL and Gaming 28. So I'm going to come back to that in the question section of the podcast because someone's asking about blank game weeks and double game weeks. Usual structure to the podcast this week. I'll start with a shout out, a very brief review of Double Gaming 24 because I don't want to have to suffer through it for too long. A watch list update, some of the players I've added to the watch list and a few that I've removed. Then I'll tackle some questions from you guys and I'll finish off with captaincy and transfers for Gaming 25. Shout outs first of all. In all my years recording this podcast, I think this is a first. The first time there has been a triple substitution in the 59th minute. So I've got to thank Graham Potter at Brighton for this. Uh, I didn't notice this until I was looking at the stats uh, from from, from Gaming 24. In the 59th minute in that Brighton game, Potter made a triple substitution. He took off Pascal Gross, the left-back Bernardo, and also the winger Johan Bash. So between them, I think they scored... Gross got himself a minus one because he got no G. Bernardo got himself a minus one as well because I think they conceded two goals at the time. And then Johan Bash got himself one point. So that's a first, a hat-trick of 59th minute appearances in one game. And, and those three were the only guys in Game Week 24 so far. So keep an eye on that West Ham-Liverpool game on, on Wednesday night. Keep an eye on that clock when it gets to 59 to see if anyone is going to get that dreaded shout-out. So those three guys have, have been welcomed into the 59th minute club as far as i know none of them have a 59th minute appearance yet this season pascal gross did have two last season so technically it's a hat trick but we can't count it like that because it's a, it's a new season a quick review of how game week 24 went for me so far as i say there's one game to go i wish there wasn't another game to go i wish this game week was over and we didn't have to think about it anymore it was an absolute disaster triple captain sadio mane you know you, you've got all the hopes in the world that you're going to get 100 points from your triple captain you only get to play it once and then he goes off injured after about half an hour you, you just can't write these things you, you can't make it up and you've got to laugh because if you don't laugh you would you would cry so I think I'm on 31 points overall so it wasn't just Manny that disappointed you know Salah didn't do anything blanks again from goalkeeper Matt Ryan Martin Kelly and Soyunku, nothing from those guys either or Grealish and, and Mopai eight shots Mopai had and, and still only got two FPL points so he's been a frustrating own over the last couple of game weeks so yeah overall disappointing I think I've slipped to about 262 K 
okay overall now. It's it's five red arrows in a row now since I played my wild card in game week twenty. So it's it's tough times. It's testing times. I was very close to activating my wild card after Sadio Mane went off injured. I'm glad I didn't because on reflection it would have been activated out of rage more than anything else and I don't think that would have been justified. So having taken a couple of days away from FPL and just switching off, you know, coming back to it this week, I'm feeling a lot more positive about things and you know, you know, a couple of transfers, maybe a couple of point sets. That's what I'm going to do rather than than play the wild card. A quick watch list update. So players I've added to the watch list this week the first one goalkeeper Dean Henderson 5.0 million Sheffield United I think this guy this guy is the goalkeeper to own in FPL this season uh, I wish I I wish I had him already uh, 11 points against Manchester City you know in a game where you, you're expecting him to get maybe one maybe two points a couple of save points he goes and saves a penalty and picks up some bonus points for himself and Sheffield United are going into a really nice run of fixtures now so this is the ideal time to get on Dean Henderson if you can I think a lot of people are going to be looking to double up on the Sheffield United defence possibly even triple up and I think that's justified you know given how well they've played you know particularly defensively this season uh, and looking at the fixtures, I think that's that's a good strategy to go for. Um, so Henderson, if you've got you know no other issues in your team and you can get to Dean Henderson easily, that is something I would do. There is, of course, the factor game week 31, Henderson can't play against his parent club, Manchester United. But if you're like me and you're eyeing up game week 31 as a possible free hit week, that solves that problem because on your free hit, you can just get any goalkeeper and then you'll have Dean Henderson back for game week 32 so as as far as goalkeepers go this season Henderson is the one I'm trying to target now for for the remainder of the season a couple of strikers now added to the watch list this week Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang he's 10.7 million now he's coming back from suspension in game week 25 so possibly under the radar slightly because he hasn't been playing recently he's got 14 goals for the season the fixtures are the big attraction here it's Burnley away next and then it's Newcastle and Everton at home so I think a lot of managers are probably looking you know if Manny is not going to be back for game week 25 which we don't know yet we haven't had an update which which is a bit odd hopefully we will get some definite news um, maybe you know from Klopp you know during the Wednesday night fixture or at least you know in the, in the press conference on, on Thursday or Friday hopefully we will know for sure what's happening with Sadio Mane so that we can make a you know a defined decision on whether to keep him or whether to sell him I think anyone who has him and if he is ruled out for a couple of games there's not that many attractive you know big hitting midfielders at the minute most people have De Bruyne already uh, you know, Manny to Salah is an obvious switch if you don't already have the double up. But I think a lot of people will probably move cash up front in that case. And I think Aubameyang and Aguero are probably the two standouts, you know, premium forward options at the minute. I slightly favour Aubameyang because he'll play every week, whereas Aguero, question marks with Champions League and all the rest. So I like the idea of Aubameyang from Gimme 25 onwards. Um, I'm going to come to wildcard later as well because there's a question on it. So I've just put together a you know a wildcard draft for anyone who's who's playing it this week just to give you some ideas on, on players. And Aubameyang is going to be in that draft. So he's on the watch list. I'm probably not going to get him this week. But again, if I was on a wildcard or if I had two free transfers, he'd definitely be someone I'd be looking at. Another striker who is back on my watch list again, having been on it earlier in the season, Chris Wood at Burnley, 6.2 million. He's on 10 goals for the season now. I'm pretty sure that's his joint best ever tally. I think he scored 10 goals 
uh, in in both previous in the two seasons previous to this one. So he's he's on course to beat that. Ashley Barnes is out injured for a while, so Chris Wood should have penalties as well. He's a, he's a big differential, Chris Wood. He's only owned by one point two percent of managers. Now the fixtures are. A little bit mixed for Burnley, so that might put people off. But again, if you're if you're chasing, uh, maybe if you're on a wild card, uh, Chris Wood is definitely someone to consider, given his ownership. And you know he's in good form. He, he, he do, he, Chris Wood is it's like he does what it says on the tin. You know he's cheap. He'll get you goals. He, he'll, he'll hopefully take penalties, and you know he he picks up some bonus points as well when he does get on the score sheet. So uh, a good option to consider. A couple of midfielders now added to the watch list now these are two guys I'm probably not going to bring in myself but I want to keep an eye on them over the next couple of game weeks the first one is Hudson Adoy at Chelsea 5.3 million very attractive price he's played 90 minutes in the last three games getting himself one goal and one assist Chelsea fixtures are not great they're not playing great themselves either they're not scoring you know as many goals as they were early in the season they're not as free scoring as they were there's always the worry with Hudson Adoy as well uh, is his place secure? You know, Pulisic will will surely come back in soon when he's fit. That could put Hudson Odoi under pressure. So for me, it's it's a, it's a no go at the moment. But if he keeps getting ninety minutes, he's definitely one to, one to consider. So again, watch list for now and just keep an eye on him over the next couple of games in terms of minutes. Nathan Redmond is similar to Hudson Odoi. You know, just want to keep an eye on him. Six point two million Redmond got himself thirteen points against Crystal Palace in game week twenty four. However, you know, looking at Redmond over the course of the season he has only returned attacking points in three games you know we're in game week 25 now and Redmond has only got attacking points in three out of those 24 fixtures so that is off-putting the thing about Redmond and Southampton is they're much better now than they were first half of the season they've got Liverpool next but then they've got a really nice run of fixtures so I sold Danny Ings for Calvert-Lewin uh, for game week 24 and I'm already thinking about getting Danny Ings back in not this week because it's Liverpool and I would fancy Liverpool to keep him quiet but after that from game week 26 onwards I'm eyeing up getting Danny Ings back in for that nice run of fixtures and the same can be said about Redmond you know it's fixtures here more than anything else his midfield colleague Armstrong was posting some very good underlying numbers the last couple of game weeks I think he was about a million cheaper than Redmond, but he seems to have picked up an injury now, which could rule him out for a while. Um, So be sure to get an update on that in in this week's press conferences. But Redmond, one for the watch list, like Hudson-Odoi. Again, if you're really struggling this season and you've you've given up hope on on everything and you just want to have a bit of fun with it, these are the kind of players I'd probably look at, Hudson-Odoi or or Nathan Redmond. A few players removed from the watch list now this week. Three Brighton guys, uh, two defenders, the two centre-backs, Dunk and Webster, and I've removed Trossard as well. I just... Don't have any faith in Brighton at the moment when it comes to FPL. I don't see them getting me too many FPL points. I've got Ryan in goal and I'm, I'm losing patience with him already. I got him on my Game Week 20 wildcard. Uh, I replaced Nick Pope. And of course, you know, Nick Pope has turned into the world's best goalkeeper since I've sold him. And Matt Ryan can't keep a clean sheet to save his life. So... At some point soon, I'm probably going to look to move away from Matt Ryan to Henderson, who I mentioned, if I can. I've got Mopai up front as well. I'm probably going to give him the West Ham fixture in Game Week 25 and then look to move from Mopai to Danny Ings. That's my initial plan. We all know in FPL, plans are great. Uh, in thought but it's 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 very rare that you can actually follow through with them because so much changes so yeah the Brighton guys are gone um Duncan Webster no faith in clean sheets there Trossard love him as a player doesn't always start so that just kills him as an FPL option 
A couple of other players I've removed. Uh, Cheng Tosin, Crystal Palace. Again, I just don't have much faith in Palace to score very many goals. Tosin didn't play 90 minutes in game week 24 either. So I like my players to, to get to be on the pitch for as long as possible. So Tosin is probably not going to play 90 minutes every week. I've removed Buendia as well from Norwich because he's injured, but also because I just think Todd Cantwell is, is such a good player and I don't think it's justified to pay the extra million for Buendia when you can just get Todd Cantwell. So that is the watch list covered for Game Week 25. Stitch Fix is an online personal styling service that takes the work out of dressing well. It's a fun and light touch. To get started, go to stitchfix.co.uk forward slash athletic Fill in a style quiz and tell Stitch Fix about your personal style and aesthetic, budget, size and shape, fit challenges, clothing needs and wants. A personal stylist will send you five items of clothing, each handpicked for you from Stitch Fix's selection of 100 brands, including established names, cool emerging designers and exclusive brands you won't find anywhere else. Get started with Stitch Fix today and support our podcast by going to stitchfix.co.uk forward slash athletic. That's S-T-I-T-C-H-F-I-X dot co.uk forward slash athletic. Thanks to everyone who sent in the Twitter questions. I'm going to tackle five or six of them here. Some of the main talking points and hot topics going into Gaming 25. The first one comes from FPL Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy spelt in the same way as Jimmy Tri- Jimmy Triori spelt his name for for long time Liverpool fans. Is there clear info about the blank and double game weeks now after the, the FA Cup games at the weekend? So, what I will say is, you know, when we get to the stage of the season, you get a lot of managers stressing and trying to plan for double game weeks and blank game weeks. The the first thing you should do is if you use Twitter, follow Ben Crellin. He is your man for double game week and blank game week planning. He will keep you right. He will keep you informed of everything that's happening. Even if you don't use Twitter, just Google Ben Crellin. You'll find his Twitter page and there's a link there to a Google spreadsheet, which is free for everyone to look at. And it's just full of really, really helpful information in terms of what is happening with upcoming blanks and double game week. So go there, get your head around it. I will just briefly explain what's happening over the next couple of game weeks. So we're going to have three normal game weeks now. Game week 25, 26 and 27. Then we've got game week 28, which clashes with the EFL Cup final. So depending on what happens this week in those two semi-finals, the two teams who get to the final of the EFL Cup, they won't have an FPL fixture in game week 28. So that will be two fixtures we will lose. So there will only be eight games in game week 28. So you've got to keep this in mind now when you're making your transfers. So at the moment, it looks like Manchester City are going to qualify for the final. And I would fancy Leicester to beat Aston Villa as well. So if that does happen, that will mean Manchester City, Arsenal won't take place in game week 28. And also Norwich, Leicester won't take place in game week 28. So if you think of that, if you've got De Bruyne, if you're planning to get a Bamiang, if you've got Cantwell, and if you've got a couple of Leicester players, you know, you're, you'd be in trouble for game week 28. So you've got to keep that in mind. So this week, there's no point making any major plans or transfer plans until after those two cup semifinals are complete and we know what's happening. I mean, if Aston Villa can go and qualify for the final by beating Leicester, that means the Aston Villa-Sheffield United fixture wouldn't be on in game week 28. So that rules Grealish out, you know, Henderson, Lundstrom, Fleck, all these guys. So keep an eye on those cup games this week and then things will be much clearer in terms of game week 28. Moving a little bit forward, 
in terms of game week 31 that is going to be probably the biggest blank game week of the season because it clashes with the FA Cup at the moment the only thing we know for sure for game week 31 is there's two guaranteed fixtures Wolves versus Bournemouth will take place and also Burnley versus Watford so there's a good chance we're only going to have five or six fixtures in game week 31 which is why a lot of managers were eyeing that up as a free hit week so you don't need to worry about it until then and you just pick a brand new team for that game week there has been a slight spanner now because Liverpool have first of all they have a cup replay against Shrewsbury where they're going to play the kids so they need to get through that one and then they've got a tough draw away to Chelsea so if Liverpool are going to have a blank game week in 31, they need to beat both Shrewsbury and Chelsea, which is which is a big ask. You know, first of all, beating Shrewsbury with the kids is not going to be easy, and Chelsea away is is never easy either. So, if it if it occurs that either Shrewsbury or Chelsea beat Liverpool, that is going to throw a spanner into the works in terms of free hit 31 because. If Liverpool do end up having a game in 31, it's going to be much easier to navigate that game week without the free hit chip because most people will have three Liverpool players already. You know, Wolves are guaranteed a fixture. A lot of people have Jimenez Traore. Um, you know, Burnley already have a fixture there if you've got Nick Pope. So it may be a case of if Liverpool do get knocked out of the FA Cup and they do have a fixture in game week 31 there will be a case for using the free hit maybe later maybe in a double game week so again everything's up on the air until we see what happens with Liverpool for blank game week 31 in terms of double game weeks then they will happen later there's going to be one in 37 and possibly 34 as well I think again just follow Ben Crellin for all the stuff he will keep you right on all things double game weeks and blank game weeks so the key message here is there's no point stressing too much yet. There's still a lot of information we need to get. First of all, this week, who qualifies for the EFL Cup final? That will determine what happens in Game Week 28. And also, Liverpool is the big one for FA Cup. We, For those of us who want to free hit in 31, we really want Liverpool to qualify. We want them to beat Shrewsbury. We want them to beat Chelsea to get the most out of the free hit in 31 because that would leave other managers who don't have it scrambling because if they've got you know three Liverpool players and then there's only four or five fixtures taking place that week they're going to have to take a lot of you know hits to get to 11 players that week so in my case I'm hoping I'm going to be a Liverpool fan for for the next for the next couple of weeks when they're playing in the FA Cup question from Anup Tomar which team's double defence will provide the best value in the next few game weeks so the first one that comes to the top of my mind here is Sheffield United looking at the fixtures they've got Manchester City out of the way now and it's plain sailing for the next five or six game weeks they've got really good fixtures against a lot of teams that don't score many goals so logic suggests double Sheffield United defence or even triple defence could be the way to go here so I've got Lundstrom there's question marks over Lundstrom at the moment as well because he hasn't played the last couple of games and his replacement Mo Besic has played well got himself on the score sheet in the cup as well so we need to wait and see what the story is with Lundstrom I wouldn't sell him just yet there's nothing to suggest he's lost his place just yet if he doesn't play in game week 25 then yes we've got a problem but for now keep him and start him so if I was looking to double up on any team in defence I think it would be Sheffield United other than Liverpool obviously um, but a lot of people already have their triple Liverpool set up now following the double game week so I've got Lundstrom I'm looking at if I could get to Henderson I would 
Uh, I like John Egan as well in terms of the cheaper ones. The wingbacks obviously offer more of an attacking threat, Stevens and Baldock. But if you're priced out of those, I like John Egan. He's got a lot of goal attempts this season. He always looks a big threat from from corners and set pieces. So if I don't go for Henderson, I think I'll end up going for for John Egan to replace Soyunku in my own team. Question from Fantasy Plonker. Outside of Manny, Salah, De Bruyne, who is the best third midfielder to own? So this question suggests you have one of Manny or Salah and you have De Bruyne. So who is the third best midfielder after that? So having a look at this, it's it's not an easy question to answer. And I think that tells you that at the moment, there's not many midfielders that managers are interested in. You know, looking at my watch list, there's not many players you know, in terms of midfielders that I say, I want to get that guy as soon as possible. So in my team at the moment, I've got those three. I've got De Bruyne and I've got Manny and Salah. My fourth midfielder is Grealish. So I think there is an, ar- an argument to be made that he's the next best. Now, I own him and I probably wouldn't say he is the next best after those Liverpool and Man City guys. Uh, a couple of other names here I've just written down. Triori, there's a case to be made for him. Mares, if you don't mind the odd benching. Uh, Hyungman Son, you know, an explosive differential. Um, but I think the answer to this question might be a forward. It's a strange answer, but who's the best midfield option after Salah, Mane, De Bruyne the answer might be there might not be one and the answer might be an Aubameyang or an Aguero or or any striker really Uh, so I like the idea of taking cash out of midfield right now and and moving it up front there's so many striking options this season I sold Jimenez a couple of weeks ago I would love to get him back I want to get Danny Ings back I would love to get Aubameyang Um, there's so many options up front so yeah for me there's not many midfielders at the moment and I would say if you can, transition from you know a big midfielder to, to a striker. Question from Alex Ball. Alex is on his wildcard this week and he just says, any talk about players on wildcard would be amazeball. So what I've done here is, for those of you who are who are on a wildcard this week, I know a lot of people are after a disappointing game of 24. I think it's a fine time to play it, especially if you're trying to make up ground. Um, so a very quick draft, wildcard draft I put together this morning. It took me about five minutes. Uh, this draft had it, it had about one million left over in the bank. So, so financially, cash wasn't an issue. I went for Henderson as the goalkeeper. A defensive double up from Liverpool in Trent and Van Dijk. Uh, Lundstrom was in there as well. So that's uh, two double ups, you know, a Liverpool double up and a Sheffield United double up in defence. A midfield of Salah. De Bruyne. Grealish would probably survive if I wildcarded. And then I have Triori in there as well, alongside Jimenez, Ings and Aubameyang. So that would be the front three. Jimenez, who is just an unbelievable player and an unbelievable FPL asset for his price this season. I, I think my biggest regret of the season is going to be selling him two weeks ago. Uh, if I was on a wildcard, I would just get him straight back in. Danny Ings, great value. Uh, and great fixtures and Aubameyang as well coming back from suspension great fixtures as well on the bench on that wildcard draft would be just a cheap goalkeeper I'd probably just leave Button there uh, cheap defenders Lascelles from Newcastle is great value as is Stevens at Southampton and then I've, I've put John Fleck in there as well so Fleck would probably be you know first sub most weeks or possibly rotate with Traore so as you can see from that draft I've, I've got two very cheap midfielders there uh, in Fleck and Triori so that kind of tells you there's not a huge interest in midfielders at the moment in FPL uh, and I've, I've put a bit of extra cash in Aubameyang up front there 
the thing with wildcarding, you've got to keep these blank game weeks in mind. So when you're building your wildcard squad this week, look ahead to blank game week 28. You know, check which teams are not going to have a fixture there. Leicester, for example, if Leicester get to the EFL Cup final, they've got a, they've got three tricky games coming up now, 25, 26, 27, and then they could have no game in 28. So there's probably a case to be made for losing Jamie Vardy in that case. And that's why he's not in that wildcard draft that I put together there. So always with a wildcard or always with any transfer you make, you've got to look ahead uh, and see what, what the implications are going to be later down the line and how your team is going to look in the likes of Game Week 28 and Game Week 31. A question from Patrick, what to do with Sadio Mane? Uh, the simple answer there is we can't do anything yet. We've got to wait for an update. So hopefully we get it on Wednesday from Jurgen Klopp, you know, before or after that West Ham game. Um, if not, hopefully Friday's press conference will have an update whether he's going to you know, play game week 25 or he's going to miss game week 25. My gut feeling is, you know, he's going to be out for a couple of weeks so we, we may have to sell him but there's no point selling him until we know 100% what's happening there so just just be patient on that one and hopefully, you know, before the game week 25 deadline we will have enough information then to make a decision on Manny. Um, in my case, if Manny is ruled out for a few weeks it may slightly tempt me back towards a wild card just to redistribute funds whether it be you know, moving from Manny to double Liverpool defence or moving from Manny to maybe Aubameyang or Aguero. Uh, but again, I think I'm unlikely to wildcard. Uh, I'm probably more likely to take a minus four uh, if Manny's out rather than, than the wildcard. Um, last question from Stephen. For those of us chasing, should we look to use the wildcard early to try make steady increases or hold it, f- hold it for the double game weeks and go for a more explosive end to the season? So... This is a. This really depends on how you want to approach it. You know, a lot of managers will just stay patient and keep the wild card for later. For me personally, if I was really chasing, you know, if I was way down the rankings or way down my mini league with loads of ground to make up, I do like the idea of playing it early. Now, don't play it this week just because it's early. You know, if you've got a, a great squad for give me twenty five on paper. You know, there's no need to play it just for the sake of it. But you could play it, you know, over the next maybe two or three game weeks. I up when is the best time to use it, you know, considering which players you already have in your squad. But for me, I, I've mentioned before on the podcast, I do like the idea of playing the wild card earlier uh, rather than waiting until, you know, game week 36, 37. To me, that feels very late to make up, you know, a, a large chunk of ground. I think you've got more chance of making up ground by playing it, you know, over the next couple of game weeks and giving yourself, you know, 11, 12, 13 weeks to climb rather than just two or three weeks right at the end. Transfers next. Uh, captaincy for game week 25. There's a lot of tricky fixtures in game week 25, which makes the captaincy a little bit harder than usual. Leicester play Chelsea, Man United play Wolves, and Tottenham face Man City. So I think a lot of people will probably swear of those three fixtures when it comes to captaincy. For me, Salah is at home to Southampton. Obviously, assuming... If Manny misses that game, I think Salah is going to be extremely highly captained this week. Uh, that's the way I'm going to go. Southampton have been much better recently, but I've seen enough of Salah. Even though he blanked against Wolves, you know he was getting the chances, getting into great positions. On another day, he, he probably would have had a couple of goals. So I fancy Salah to do well at home against Southampton. So that is where my armband will go. Uh, I think Aubameyang, for anyone who owns him, he is away to Burnley. I think he's a very good option as well. I think those two are probably the standout options this week for the armband. In terms of Game Week 25 transfers, what am I going to do this week? I've got lots of options. I've got one free transfer. 
So there's always the option to bank a transfer. I don't think I'm going to do that because I've got issues I want to address. Manny could be an issue. You know, I don't want Sayonku anymore. Vardy was an issue, but it looks like he's going to be okay now. So that is one blessing. Wildcard is still an option. I would say I'm only about, there's probably only about a 10% chance that I'm going to wildcard this week. Most likely, the transfer I'm eyeing up is get rid of Soyunku and get John Egan to give me double Sheffield United defence alongside Lundstrom. I could go from Matt Ryan to Henderson as an alternative, but I, I think I like the idea of freeing up a little bit of cash going from Soyunku, who has three tough fixtures and possibly a blank 28, so I'm happy to lose him and get in John Egan, who can, who I can start for the next five or six game weeks alongside Lundstrom. I may move to Henderson from Ryan at some point, maybe to go for the triple up, but for me, I think the double up for now sounds good. By doing that move, by freeing up the cash, by getting Egan, that will leave me cash for game week 26, where I could get Danny Ings back for Mopai. So happy to give Mopai West Ham. Hopefully he can get me a parting gift and then I will probably ship him on for Danny Ings ahead of that nice run of fixtures for Southampton. Again, those plans sound great, but those plans ignore Sadio Mane. So if Sadio Mane does get ruled out for a couple of games, that is probably going to change my thoughts and I'm probably, I'll probably you know get rid of Mane this week and I may even take a minus four to get rid of Manny so again I, I haven't thought about it too much because there's no point thinking about it until we have news Klopp could come out and say Manny has made a miraculous recovery he's going to be okay for game 25 so I'm not going to cross my fingers on that one but but let's see thank you for listening thank you for taking the time to listen I hope this helps you with your game 25 decisions be patient this week wait for the cup games to get out of the way and then you can start making some proper plans with game 28 in mind as well if you want to hear more from me you can check out my patreon page it's patreon.com forward slash fpl general to get more content from me more podcasts all that kind of stuff good luck in game 25 folks and I will be back next week with a preview for game 26 Oh, 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 oh,